Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion team from baseball's top personalities the hall of famer one of the great tv broadcasters bob casas is here on a's cast live to the a's legendary players five-time major league baseball home run champ mark mcguire is with us here you never know what stories you're going to hear you think about her lunch and run with our shirts off <laughs> <laughs> you would say this is a's unfiltered with chris townsend Welcome to another edition of A's Unfiltered with Chris Townsend. We were down at spring training, and you're going to love the next three interviews. Paul Blackburn, the all-star, the man that can do it all, Tony Kemp, and the big bopper, Seth Brown. But we're going to start with Paul Blackburn. He's healthy, and he's ready to go for this season. We're here with the all-star Paul Blackburn here at Ho-Ho Cam Stadium. How are you? It's been a while since we've seen you. Yeah, I've been good. I've been good. Offseason's been good. Uh, I'm excited. I'm just excited to be here and start start this season back up. I got it think for you going into the offseason you didn't like how it ended obviously with the injury but that first half that you have something so much to build on for your career when you got a chance to sit back and go man all-star game the way you threw the ball the things you accomplished what was that like the thinking in the offseason yeah um you know just kind of like you said replaying that in my head um you know the first what was it like three or three-ish months um you know, I just wanted to go out and do it again, honestly. Um, just, like, there's so much joy um, in the in this game <clears throat> when situations like that happen. When, yeah. you know, you go out and you have success and, you know, it brings the team success and all of a sudden you, you know, catch a winning streak and you get rolling. Um, you know, it's just that's what this game is about. It's just, just, you know, the ups and downs. And a lot of times we focus on the downs more we focus on the ups. And, you know, just being able to kind of reflect off last year for me, um, it was just just a lot of you know just a lot of kind of joy that I feel like I missed playing this game. Yeah, it's so true. It's always like a glass half full when you know yeah. we need to have some fun around here. And I saw it in you, and I, I think about the first interview we did in spring last year where we talked about making the team, contributing to then having you on after the all-star game. The confidence that you had. I mean, we could talk. We talked about grips and stuff like that, but. Like, you changed. You became more confident. Talk about how that process where kind of the light went on to where you weren't surviving anymore. You were going out to win. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, and that's that's kind of how it was. Um, and, like, I feel it's still coming in here um, this year. I feel it's just different. Um, just a little bit, just more confidence. Kind of like I said, like you said, than I had last year. Um, and, like I guess, and also, too, kind of we, as far as us kind of always 
focus on the downs, right? Um, I've kind of been through everything this game has to offer. You know, I've been, I've gone out there and I've, haven't gone out of the first. You know, I've gone out there and I've gone eight. They've gone out there and, you know, started off well and all of a sudden blew up late on me. I've been DF8. I've kind of been everywhere. I've done it all. So for me, it was just like, what else? What else does this game really have to? <laughs> what else does this game have to offer that I haven't already experienced? Yeah. So might as well just go out and have some fun and believe in yourself. And you know, at the end of the day, good or bad, at least you can go out there and be like, look, I gave it everything I had that day. And you know, that's just kind of how I approached it last year. And then things started rolling, and I just kind of kept with it. And it's a lot. It's obviously a lot easier when things are going good to to kind of keep uh, just a clear mind and, and confident and have more confidence in yourself. Um, but yeah, that's just how I, it, it kind of came about last year was I, before the season started, I was sitting there and I was just thinking about everything I've kind of been through in this game and, you know, the goods and the bads and I've kind of, I've kind of been through it all. And it's a hell of a journey. It, 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 it has been. And, um, so yeah, like, like I said, it was more, it was more about just knowing I've, I've gone through it all and I've kind of came on the other side just fine. So might as well go out there and have some fun and. See what, see what I can do. You know, when you talk about injuries like Tommy John or, or, or shoulder, yours was a finger. So how, how is the finger? Where are we for you throwing-wise? I know you've been throwing some off the mound, but we just want to know because we heard about the finger. Will he be ready? You're going to be ready, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll be ready, yeah. And kind of touching off <clears throat> what you said about Tommy John and, and labrum or shoulder, like those are your two – two big bigger or more I guess more prominent injuries career that changers yeah, yeah and I know that last year when my finger popped up it was it was probably the most frustrating point in my career because it's not like my elbow hurt it's not like my shoulder hurt it's like I got literally a finger that is restricting me to go out there and throw you know what I mean it's yeah. it's just I don't know I just sat there forever and thought about it like man like really like a finger a finger is what's really kind of holding me back here. Not like, hey, man, like your elbow is really messed up yeah, right now. Yeah. You know, like one of those things where it'd be like, okay, like I got I to gotta take time because of my shoulder. You know, but like like I said, like a finger, like really a finger. But, yeah, no, finger's doing good. Um, we I PT, uh, physical therapy this offseason was good. Um, made a lot of strides as far as like grip strength. And we did a lot of shoulder stuff as well. Um, so built a lot of. I have more uh, more shoulder strength this year coming in. Definitely feel it, um, and yeah, I I feel good. I feel good right now. I'm excited, excited to kind of get this this thing back going and um, just just start the season off. One of the fascinating things that we did last year that people learned about you was the night before you pitch, you're gonna have pizza, and so everybody, you know, because everybody loves pizza, everybody gravitated to that. So down here in Arizona, before you pitch. Is there a spot that you have here that yeah. you'll get pizza the night before? Yeah, I go to Grimaldi's here. Um, there's a there's a couple uh, places here in the valley, um, but I know there's one down in, down in Old Town, Scottsdale that uh, that I'll go to and I'll get I'll get pizza from there. Um, it's uh, just my my favorite pizza, kind of in in this area. So I'll just stick with that. All right, it's freezing. So one more <laughs> to get you out of here. Um, we got you tabbed as the opening day guy. We got a long way to go. But as you said, you know, we have so much respect for you being a Bay Area guy. We always have said that. Uh, and everything that you've been through, All-Star Game was incredible. What would it mean to you to be the opening day starter? Yeah, I feel like 
being an opening starter is a, is a huge honor. Um, and I feel like as a starter in general, everyone across the league would probably want to do it once, at least once, you know, to have that honor to be like, man, like I'm the first guy to kind of pitch, yeah. pitch for the guys. Um, you know, um, but if, honestly, like it's not, it's not a big importance to me, um, really, you know. And, and I know I touched on this last year where, you know, I want all the guys in the rotation, all the five guys in the rotation to go out there and be like, man, like I'm the open day starter. Like I'm the ace. Like take that away from me. You know what I mean? It kind of builds that, that competitive nature within the staff. And when you guys are competing against each other, that's when the, the best of each other comes out. Um, you know, and my biggest thing this year is just once the season starts, to be healthy and be ready to go for the guys. You know, whether I'm throwing that first day or whether I'm throwing that fifth day, fifth game of the year. Um, you know, that's that's all I'm, I'm working towards right now. Like I said, if, if I was, you know, the first guy to start, start the game this year, opening day, it would be a huge honor. But... To me, there's there's so many other things that are more important for us uh, as a staff and as a group, um, team-wise in general, um, to focus on than other, other than just getting the ball the first game of the year. Thank you for coming out. I know it's freezing cold. <laughs> get inside, get warm. Thank you very much. Thank Appreciate you, thank it. You, thank we'll you. see you back in Oakland. Thank you. Good talking to you. I uh, love the pizza stories. Now, do you like pineapple on pizza? Really? How about Tony Kemp, the veteran? What he means in this clubhouse, what he means on the field for Mark Kotze, we're expecting a big year from Tony. Tony Kemp with us here, A's cast live from Ho-Ho-Cam Stadium. Great to see you. How was the offseason, the family, and how you feeling? It's unbelievable. I think this offseason went by the quickest I've ever been a part of, just having a kid. You know, that was unbelievable we went to malaysia it was awesome and we were there for i think a little under two weeks and flying with an 11 month old for (laughs) 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 it was a it was a journey man but we had a good time it was we flew from nashville to dc which was two hours and then dc to tokyo which was 15 hours and then tokyo to kuala lumpur which is the capital and then we were in malaysia so that was another seven eight hours so it was it was a journey, and then back. But uh, she did great. My daughter was unbelievable. We actually had some people say, you know, obviously you get on this this huge long flight, and then you're <laughs> you sit down. The row in front of you is a, a little toddler, a little baby, and then you're like, oh gosh, here we go. But yeah. you know, we had both we had people on both legs say that she was great. So she did a good job. Yeah, it's a whole when, when you're a young family. I have twins. They're now twins. They're now seventeen, so okay. they're in high school. But okay. yeah, traveling—it's it, a nightmare, right? Yeah. And so you—you you just think about your off seasons, like back when I used to play a ton of golf. Then you have kids, and now it's no golf. Yeah. So it's a—it's interesting when when, mm-hmm. when you're at Vanderbilt, leave Vanderbilt, yeah. you become a pro, yep. you have your off seasons. It's yep. all about you and your yep. career, and then now it's a whole different ball game. And then it kind of your hobbies kind of get pushed to the wayside yeah. a little bit. So it's still. I, you know, people ask me about what's it like having a kid, and I say it's the most fun, challenging, exciting, best time, hardest thing I've ever done. So, um, you know, obviously it's so rewarding, and being able to see her grow and seeing how fast she learns is, uh, it's a treat. So, uh, hopefully we'll see we'll see what she she plans to do tomorrow. But you know, you have that transition of I could go work out from nine to one and then take a nap from two to four, and that's not the case anymore. So. Just trying to help out my wife as best I can. 
So we recently had J.J. Bladé on the show. Anchor down. And we were talking about, hey, the factory, and we were talking about Vandy, and, and, and we brought you up in that. So Uh-oh. how much have you been able to talk to him and, and bring in another Vandy guy, another factory guy? Yeah, in? I hope he said some good things. Um, no, I think he's a, he's a phenomenal talent. Uh, David Forrest actually texted me when he got traded over here and said, got you another Vandy boy. I said, about time. So, uh, you know, he's a tremendous talent, former first-round pick, SEC player of the year. Uh, I think that his ceiling is very high. I think that he has the ability to do a lot of great things. I just My message to him is I just want you to be comfortable in your own skin. I want you to believe in yourself. I don't want you to feel like you have to walk on eggshells around here. And I've seen what he can do at the highest level of college, and I know that he can tap back into that. And I know he's been exposed to the big leagues a little bit on a small scale, but when he's comfortable when he's comfortable in the box and he's believing and he's not thinking too much about mechanics or whatever, he's he's gonna be a really good talent. I, I really like that trade. I talked about this with Trevor May earlier. It's like we have so many young guys here, mm-hmm. a lot of talented guys. This is a game of failure, and yeah. there's going to be the struggle. Oh, yeah. And I talked to, to him about, you know, there's going to be times where you got to go put your arm around a guy. Yeah. And I think about, you know, mm-hmm. the role that you have in this franchise. You're a leader of this franchise. Just how important is it going to be for you to look over at a young guy and be like, man, i got to go help this guy out because it is so tough to play day to day. A hundred percent. And I think I think that's the most exciting part. I'm looking forward to this season is just being able to help people. I kind of feel like it's just kind of in my DNA to just uh, walk over somebody, throw my arm around them, say it's going to be okay. You know, I've been in that similar situation. And, uh, you know, man, I hit 200 in the first half last year, and you learn a lot about yourself and what it takes to get yourself into the right mindset and to what it's like to walk around with more confidence and, just to see these young guys, I just you can't help but see yourself in when you were yeah, a, young, doubt, yeah. a young guy in Major League Camp for the first time and what guys did for you. So I'm just trying to pass on the same things that, um, you know, when I was coming up with Houston, what Jose Altuve did for me, what George Springer did for me, and I'm just trying to pass those same things down. And, uh, you know, obviously when I came to this organization, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon, uh, Mark Canna, those were the guys who, on the position player side, that I I had looked up to, and I'm just looking to pass on those same things that those guys told me. It is not easy to play at a high level defensively at multiple positions. It's hard enough to do it at one position, <laughs> yeah. let alone multiple positions. Oh, yeah. You're able to do that. The yeah. numbers back it up. Yeah. Just, just how do you prepare? To keep your body healthy and to know that, okay, today I could be in left. Tomorrow I can be in second. Yeah. They could put me at short. They could put me at third. I could DH. I could. Yeah. How, how do you mentally prepare and how do you prepare physically to be able to do that? I think the biggest thing for me is what I do on a physical standpoint is I always take my infield glove everywhere, rather if I'm in the infield, obviously. But if I go to the outfield, I always use a smaller glove just so if I have to make that transition from left field to second base late in innings, I'm used to it in my head in practice of always having it on my hand. So, uh, and that kind of took some time, you know, once I was in double A AA and triple A and trying to feel what my routine was going to be. Uh, but I also think from a day in day out standpoint, it comes with uh, visualization. And that's kind of like the night before of, if I know once I get that lineup text that I'm in left field, okay, 
you know, kind of before I go to bed, I'm visualizing making good plays in the outfield or having that glove on in the outfield. And then if I get a text, hey, you're at second base, it's me fielding a ground ball, me fielding uh, those tough plays, me making the not routine plays. And I feel like it starts the night before, before the contest even starts. And, you know, for me, I feel like that's always helped because I'm already visualizing the plays that I'm going to make before I even step foot in the locker room the next day. So I think for me, being able to visualize is something that has helped me throughout my career because, and also it helps you stick around because I knew when I got drafted as a second baseman and Jose Altuve was a second baseman, I knew I wasn't going to play second base <laughs> in the big leagues, right? And uh, once it got to be 2015 or so yeah. and I made the Futures game, that's when I kind of feel like they had a plan for me because they started moving me back in the outfield. So I knew, okay, if they move me back in the outfield, they think that I have a chance to be in the big leagues and play. And so that's kind of when that started. But I figured out, hey, if you can play multiple positions at a high level, then that just gives your manager or an organization that much more of you to the game. So I always said I always pride myself on defense just because those pitchers who go out there every day, they work their butt off. And they're trying to put food on the on the table just how I am. And nobody wants to obviously be standing out there more than they have to. So I will always lay out. I will always give everything I got out there because, you know, it's more than just a game for me. It's, um, you know, this is how people take care of their families. So I look at it on a, on a, on a deeper scale than just a game. Let's end on this. You're one of the guys I thought of when we're going to change the rules, right? Yeah. We're not going to shift anymore. Woo! And we're going to have bigger bases and <laughs> yeah. we've got a pitch timer now. I grew up in an area in an era watching Ricky Henderson, Vince Coleman, Kenny Lofton. Uh, Kenny Lofton was there. I, I think about Tim Raines. I mean, I go Tony back Womack. to the 80s baby where yeah. guys were stealing at will. That Come was on. a part of the game. Come on. I got to think this for you is like It's huge. Let's go. Yeah, I think it's going to be I think my goal right now is for me to steal at least 20 bags this year. That's the goal. 20. I got yeah. more than that. All right. Well, that's good. Yeah. I got I got to start at 20. So, uh we're going to start there and we're just going to take a day at a time and kind of uh realize where we're at, but um yeah, I think taking advantage of the these new rule changes is going to be is going to be big for me, especially the shortstop that's not going to be five feet to the right of second base because my bread and butter has always been no matter what, if I get two strikes on on me, I've always been able to have good enough hands to work the ball right back up the middle. Well, they saw that, and they would always put the shortstop on the right side of the second base bag. Well, now they're going to have to make a decision. Okay, do we move the second baseman over up into the middle, or do we put him in the hole? So now I'm interested to see how teams are going to play me depending upon the count. So, yeah, I think the new rules are going to be great. Well, you, you, you've got a long way to go in your career. But, Thank you. But when, <laughs> but when that time ends – all right. I think broadcasting could be in your yeah, future. Okay, all right. It'd be me and you. No, I'm just, I'm just saying. You could be up in the booth. Yeah. You could be a studio guy. <laughs> Thank you. But, I mean, because intelligent baseball talk, I mean, you got it, and I think that could be something that uh, long-term would be something that keeps you in the game. I appreciate so it. So I don't know if you've ever thought about that, yeah. but broadcasting could be in your future. Once I uh, went to Vanderbilt and got my degree in communications, I feel like it was kind of a second calling. Yeah, I think it's going to be that. But you got a long way to go. Yeah, hopefully I got another five years in this game. And you got a lot of bags to steal. And I got some bags. Twenty, to steal, yeah. way more. Than I got. I got to get my legs. <laughs> I got to get my legs underneath me. All right, stay healthy. We'll see you back in Oakland. Appreciate it. Tony Kemp, one of the good guys in the organization, to another one of the good guys. Really, 
the guy who's become the leader in this clubhouse. Not only does he hit jacks, he's versatile, first base, outfield. He does so much for the team. And even, can we talk about a 2020 season, if not a 30-30 season with the new rules? Here is Seth Brown. All righty, joining us here, A's outfielder Seth Brown. How are you, my friend? Doing good, doing good. Good to be back. Well, I, I got to think for you after the season that you had, I know you want to do an off season. You got the family and everything, but you had to be itching to get back after the year you had. Absolutely. You know, it's kind of one of those things where when you kind of put it all together and you feel it for the kind of the first time in a, on a consistent basis, and um, it's something you want to get back to and something you want to get kind of going at again so uh, you can continue to do it. And uh, that's what I've been focusing on all off, off season. You want to know how I know you're going to have a great year? No. It's been freezing cold every day. Uh, literally yesterday, when players sat down in the morning, the tarp was flying off. The oh, wind yeah. was blowing. We just had rain with Scott Emerson. You sit down. Sun's out. It's warm. It's, I mean, this just says you're going to have a and great year. I, you know, honestly, I thought you I brought, brought the, the sun out. I thought I brought the weather with me because there's five <laughs> inches of snow at my house right now. Is there really? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we had a winter storm blowing today, so I thought I brought it with me down here. So. Yeah, it is unbelievable. Yeah, but you sit down, and next thing you know, we got the sun going. Oh, it's beautiful. Um, just talking with you off the air, and it's something that we're going to get into a little bit later here, mm -hmm. is how really athletic this team is. And with the new rules we talked about with Scott Emerson, mm -hmm. you just start thinking about – you know, the running A's, I mean, you got a lot of guys, including yourself, you can steal bags. Like, everybody can steal bags. That kind of might – this team was really built on home runs and walks the yeah. past few years when we were super successful. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of like this year may be a little bit different with running. Well, you know, it, it's funny, you know, with the rule changes, the game always evolves. And, uh, you know, the type of athletes we have in here, um, it's really impressive, you know, watching some of these guys go about their business and uh, the way they move around on the baseball field. Um, it's pretty impressive, and so I think we're going to see a lot of that athleticism running around out there this year. Um, you know, and like you said, I mean, incorporating the run because of all these rule changes is going to be something that I think is going to take a little bit to get used to to get a rhythm for it. But I mean, once that happens, I think it's going to be a pretty key element to kind of take hold of, and uh, it's going to be exciting to watch. Something great for your career last year was to show everybody. Hey, look how versatile I am. I can play first base. I can do it legitly. Yeah. Obviously, I can play outfield. That's great for versatility. Great for having your career be being a, a really nice long career. Mm -hmm. But if you had your druthers, if you could say, "Hey, this is where I want to play," what where would it be? Yeah, that's hard for me to say um, because I, 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 you know, I always say I'll play anywhere. Um, I'm comfortable everywhere. But I'm coming to you. I'm David Forrest. I'm coming to you. I'm saying, where do you want to get most of your at-bats? I want you to show up, not think about, you know what glove you're using? Where do you want to play? I mean, I've always, when I first came up, played the outfield. Um, so I'd say I have more games out in the outfield. So um, I'd have to say, you know, the outfield. Um, and just because I've, I've had more reps there, I've had more games there. So, um, you know, if you're David Forrest asked me, you know, I'd, I'd say, you know, I'd, I'd, I like the outfield, you know. But it's like I've always said, and I tell everybody this, to me I look at a spot as a lineup card. You know, I, anywhere that's going to get me in the lineup, I'll play anywhere. And so I've never really looked at it as, you know, what's my favorite spot? You know, what do I prefer? To me it's always been – Okay, I can – my way of helping is hitting, you know, and obviously I, I play defense really well, so I know I can play kind of everywhere. So I've always told myself and told everybody that asked, hey, you know, when I didn't ask, like, where do you want to play, what do you like to do, I always say I like to be in the lineup. And so wherever I can 
fit in to do that, that's where I'll play. Um, so I try not to I try not to look at a single spot as being my favorite. You know, last year you and I did a did a meet and greet. Was it with Kotze in the Irish pub? I no, I don't. Or was it another player? I think it was another player. Nick Allen. Yeah. It was with Nick yeah, Allen. So okay. it, it was a season ticket holder deal. We went down before the game, mm-hmm. and it's great when we do that because you get to connect with the season ticket holders, such loyal A's fans. It's a lot of fun. And as you and I were talking in front of the crowd, we just kind of started talking about, you know, wow, it's 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 so interesting how you have evolved from when when you got here to where you were last year is really like the leader of the team. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, Matt Chapman's gone and that that group's gone and you've now become that guy. Now let's talk even further because you went off after that in the second half and where you are now. You're even more that guy. Yeah. So what is that like for you? Well, to me, it's I've been so fortunate to be around a lot of guys like Matt Chapman, like Mitch Moreland. Chris Bassett, all these guys. So when I first came up, we had a whole bunch of veterans on the team. So I was, and, and when I first came up, and even continue, anytime I'm around guys that have been around the game and have been in that leadership role, I've always asked questions. You know, being around Stephen Vogt, Stephen Vogt was an incredible help to me. He's an incredible human. So talking to him and um, just understanding what a leader in a major league clubhouse looks like, and also necessarily like not necessarily what a leader does but what does a veteran do and so being around all these guys you know Matt I mean I could go up and down the list of guys that um, were in and out of this clubhouse but um, learning from those guys has helped me in a great way in that in that manner because now I know like how to be a veteran you know and I don't have a, a crazy amount of time but in a role that in a team like we've had last year and this year and and being here you know, since I've been drafted, you know, I understand the, the way the system works with Oakland and, and uh, I love Oakland. So to me, bringing guys in, you know, it's almost kind of a natural thing for me to want to help the young guys and any guys that's going to be in our clubhouse this year, um, helping them understand how the A's do it, how, how the A's work, um, you know. And for me, I, you know, I don't like to be a vocal guy too much um you know i like to pull guys aside if they you know if i see something that they can be doing different um and not just on the field but you know how to be a professional in the clubhouse and how to start becoming that veteran mindset um i like to just keep going keep my head down and and show my work you know um and how i work in the weight room on the field getting extra reps i mean um it's just being around those guys has shown me how to do that. And so I'm, I'm so thankful to, to have been around a lot of those guys because I don't think a lot of people get that opportunity to be a part of a clubhouse as tight-knit and so full of veterans as it was. Um, and so getting able to see those guys and interact with them and how they treated me um, just kind of showed me how I how I need to be as I go, as I continue with my career. You know, last year was, you know, more of like a, a survival year. This year – you know, some veterans have been brought in. We've talked mm-hmm. about the arms. The bullpen's actually looking really good. I mean, this might be Absolutely. a year where, you know, your leadership will be looked upon more than ever before as now there, there's not going to be expectations outside the clubhouse, but I think mm-hmm. there's going to be some expectations inside the clubhouse. So now mm-hmm. as there's more expectation to win, we'll need you even more as a leader. Absolutely. But, you know, the, the thing that I try to, to say is, you know, the wins and losses will take care of themselves as long as everybody's doing their part you know, on the field, in the clubhouse, whatever. I mean, winning's not just shown out on the field. I mean, you have to have it, the winning mindset and the winning attitude in the clubhouse. All that stuff comes into play, um, you know. And so for me, I try to really show, you know, anybody who asks, you know, talks to young guys, this is how, this is what it's going to take. 
you know, and this is going to translate to the field. Because once the game starts, you know, when you go out there, there's that competitive aspect to it, you know. Um, it's exciting. I mean, a lot of guys, it's like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, this is my first full year in the big leagues. Or last year, guys debuting, you know. It's a lot because – you know, last year it was pretty rough for them because they're coming in expected to, you know, hey, this is where we're at. You got to go, 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 go. And, um, you know, understanding that you got to be able to calm down and understand that it's not just the play on the field that translates. It's everything you do in the clubhouse, in your work, all that comes into play when it comes to winning. Um, and so that's where I like to try and talk to guys about it because when you're out here on the field, you're just showing all the work you've done and all the work you put in in the off season, in the weight room, all your drills you do. So the winning aspect and the success comes from your hard work. It just doesn't happen when you step on the field. So um, I try to, you know, instill that in guys, you know, when I'm talking to them, when they ask me about it. And um, I think that's the most important thing you can do with a team is understand that you're just out here playing a game you know, and there's that competitiveness to it and that want to win, but you got to trust all the work you're doing, you know, off the field and that it's translating. It's just not a magic wand, folks, where you go, boo, and then it just all oh, may have worked for King Griffey Jr., doesn't work for everybody else. Let's end on this, and um, I know you don't like to brag about yourself, but your year was really – that w- the light went on for you. This would, this the, it, it came together – when this off season, did you think, wow, what you can build on? Because I, I think what what you you're now figuring out the power, mm-hmm. the consistency of playing every single day, yeah. no shifting against you anymore. Mm-hmm. I, have you just kind of thought about what this year could be for you personally, more than just team? I mean, obviously, um, you know, when you're sitting there and you're going over your season and, and you step off the field and you get into your off season, you kind of go back over the season a little bit. I mean, at least I do. And just kind of try and get your thoughts in order of what you thought about it and, you know, what, what worked for you, what didn't work for you. Um, and I think for me, the biggest thing was understanding that, you know, I don't have to go hit a 110 mile hour line drive every single time, you know, being consistent is understanding that. When you go to your work every day, when you step in the box, you have to be consistent with your mindset, consistent with your approach. And I think that's what I learned a lot last year is when you make an approach and you really stick to it and see it through, you know, the results are going to be there. You just have to trust it and you can't force anything in this game. You know, I think the beginning of the year last year, I wanted to play so bad and I wanted to play well so bad. Um that you just add all this outside pressure on yourself that is, is not really there. Um, you know, but when you let go of that and just understand that, Hey, you've been, you've been playing this game since you were a little kid, you know, yeah, the level's different. Um, you're facing the best pitching in the world, but at the end of the day, this is a game you play pretty well. And if you just allow yourself to enjoy it and allow yourself to let your hard work that you've put in just happen, good things are going to happen. And um, I think that's what happened for me last year is I finally was able to let go of that longing to play so well and that longing to go four for four every single game um, and just understand that this is a game of failure, you know, and it, we, we've been taught that ever since you're a little kid, you know, hey, it's a game of failure, but you really don't know what it what it means to fail unless you do it in front of thousands of fans and, um, you know, they all cheer when you fail. It's a different feel. So when you let go of that and that urge to prove everybody wrong, you know, all those thoughts go through your head. So when I was able just to say, hey, this is a game, I'm going to enjoy it. You know, I've worked so hard to get here and now I'm here let's enjoy it. Let's work hard, but let's have some fun doing it. Um, and that just kind of, it was like a weight off my chest and I've just started to play a game that I've been playing forever. What he just explained to you folks is the 
mental side of baseball. All these guys have strength. All these guys have speed. Everybody at every level has that. It's the mental side that keeps you at the big league level for a long time. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. Hey, I'm excited for you. Congratulations on everything. Thank and you I so know much. you're a big part of this clubhouse and leadership to turn this franchise around and get us where we need to be. But uh, most importantly, thank you for coming out, bringing the sunshine. Now I know things are going to be good. <laughs> I really appreciate it. And it's great to be back. It's great to see you guys. And uh, it's going to be a fun year. And I'm excited. We'd like to thank Paul Blackburn, Tony Kemp, and Seth Brown from your Oakland Athletics for stopping by A's Cast Live and putting him here on A's Unfiltered. Now back to A's Cast, powered by iHeartRadio. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.